very quickly at 1 Kings chapter 19. 1 Kings chapter 19, and then we're going to look at Luke chapter 9, uh, verse 62. And this is, uh, this is what it says. Elijah then left his oxen and ran after Elijah. <clears throat> he said, let me kiss my father and mother goodbye. He said, and then I will come with you. Elijah said, go back. What have I done to you? What have I done to you? Now let's look over at Luke. Luke uh, chapter 9. And we're going we're gonna to move up a little bit or we're going to move down. Um, but I want you to understand where this is going with Luke. I'm going to teach on today. Um, I always say that, but then I end up going to 10. So just, just, just bear with me for a little bit as we look through these scriptures. Um, I want to give you an account. I want to look there. 57. And as they were walking the road, a man said to him, Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus replied, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has no place to lay his head. Verse 59, he said to another man, follow me. But the man replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury your own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Still another said, I will follow. I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. No one who puts their hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. I want to talk to you, if I can, from the topic in these next few moments. Recognize your moment. Recognize your moment. I need you to say that to me. Recognize my moment. Personalize it. Say it again. Recognize my moment. I, I want us to look, because it's football season, pray for me. <clears throat> Doing a playoff game, Pastor. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, want, I, I want us to look and begin uh, looking at, at, at something that's happening now. And let's, let's look at the NFL. And what's happening uh, for the first time that has thrown many teams in disarray, calm down, ladies, I'll, I'll give us something to understand in a second, all of us. It's throwing everybody for a loop, what's happening now in the NFL, and I'm going I'm, to I'm allude to it. As for the first time, 32 teams that are in the NFL, 32 teams, there are 54 backups that are playing and starting at the quarterback position. The reason why this is unusual is because it's an anomaly, it's strange, is because the quarterback is the key position. The quarterback is the position with the most emphasis. If I mention Tom Brady, mostly everybody in here knows who he is. If I mention Patrick Mahomes, everybody just about knows who he is. Because the quarterback has the most emphasis. Y'all with me? So this is what happens. 
The quarterback is where they throw all the resources in. The multi-million dollar contracts is the quarterback who usually gets the most. It's the quarterback who gets the highest salary. And so it is by far the most important position on the field. And, and for the first time, 32 teams, only seven quarterbacks have played all 17 games this season. Seven out of 32. It says something about consistency. It says something about the ability to endure because there are four teams left and three out of the four have played in all 17, team, 17 games. You don't get to the championship or you don't get to the prize or you don't comprise a winning team unless you learn how to deal with the vicissitudes of life and the changes and you got to be able to be willing to stick it out to the end to see how the story is going to end. A lot of people quit before they get to the end, but God is saying, don't ever put a period where I put a comma. Your story is not over. If you look back over the progression of your life, you'll see that you have gone through many things, many tests, many trials, and a lot of people didn't make it through half the things that you have made it through. But when you look back over your life and you, you truly think things over, you have a testimony. Your neighbor may not have the same testimony as you. The person behind you may not have the same testimony as you. But for you to simply be sitting here clothed in your right mind, it's a testimony to how good God has been and that he's kept you. When millions of people didn't make it, you're still one of the ones who did. So we understand. The key is looking at, watch this, Pastor, not so much the starter, but you got to learn to put emphasis in the backup. Oh, the backup, the backup. For the first time, the backup is just as important as the starter. For the first time. And this is what we have to understand. Let me tell you something, because my mind is quirky. I, I watch stuff, and the last time we was here, what we do, the Karate Kid? Uh, my mind just watches stuff, and the, the Lord just starts talking to me. So as it is in the natural, so it is in the spirit. The Lord said, I want you to understand that there are some things I want you to talk about in regards to team, teamwork, and leadership. Team, teamwork, and leadership. Oh, it's all going to tie in in a second. And, and, and as it relates to being a backup, because just because you're not the starter doesn't mean that your job is not important. Just because you're not the one up front, it doesn't mean that your job is not important. And this is what it comes down to even as it relates to the gospel. Jesus understood this. Watch this. Jesus understood this, that it couldn't happen through one person, even though he was the key person. 
So in order for the gospel to be spread, Jesus talked more about the kingdom than he performed miracles, than he talked about grace, than he talked about, than, than he did anything. It was always about the kingdom. The kingdom of heaven is like. Because when you're dealing with kingdom, don't fall asleep yet, it's always about expansion. It's always about growth. It's always about territory. So when you're looking at kingdom, it's always about moving out and never staying in. It's about this point that the Lord said, it can't be about one person. And even though you may love your pastor, and even though you may love your pastors, Jesus understood the assignment. And the very first thing he did, when you check it out in your Bible, the first thing he did was he picked his team. Don't try and do what you're trying to do without having the right team. You got to have the right people around you with the right mindset and the right spirit. Watch what I'm getting ready to say to understand that it takes a team to get this done. In order for your house to function and your family to move the way that you want it to move, understand you got to be connected with the right team. And some people can't say amen because you picked the wrong teammate. Oh, don't get mad at me. I didn't do it. Understand, understand that this is what God wants us to understand about ourselves is that whatever it is that you're doing and whatever it is as it relates to the kingdom and growth and expansion, you have got to have the right team. Now, watch what I'm getting ready to say. You can't pick the right team and not pick a devil. Jesus picked 12 men. And one of them was a devil. Let me give you something about leadership 101 that I learned. Every 12 people that you have around you, one of them going to be a demon. Oh, goodness. <laughs> but you have got to decide in your heart and in your spirit that you can go ahead and crucify me. You can betray me. I always say this. Let me tell you something. If I was Jesus and Judas came to betray me, he would have came and limped to do it. Because I would have broke his foot when, I was, when he was washing their feet. Oh, Father, forgive me. Pray for me, y'all. I, I, I still got some issues. Uh, 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 he would have came to kiss me. Yes, it's the one that I kissed. That I would have twisted his lips up right in They would have thought he was having a stroke. Yeah, you're going to kiss me, but you're going to limp back and you're going to have a twisted face. But this is what you got to understand. That whatever it is that happens, you have got to be committed that I will survive it all. I will survive the betrayal. I will survive the disappointment. I'll survive the crucifixion. But I promise you this, in three days, I will be back, raised up with all power in my hand. So no matter what anybody does to you, no matter what devil does it to you, no matter what demon tries to do it to you, you got to be committed to a comeback to yourself before you be a comeback to anybody else. Here it is. He picked his team. And in order for God to do what he wants to do in Staten Island, pastor, you have got to pick the right team. Somebody say team. The right team for the task. You cannot get to where it is that God is trying to get you to if you don't have the right team. 
The first thing Jesus did was pick a team for the task. And you can expect them to be able to, 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 to not get along. But as long as they keep the focus being the vision of what it is that God has placed inside of you, you can accomplish the very thing that God has set up for you to do. This is number one. I want to talk about teamwork. In order for the team to flow and in order for the team to work, we must have the same spirit. You can't flow with your leader if you do not have the same spirit. Hear me. It may not be the way that you would do it. Later for cultural differences. Later for personalities. Do we have the same spirit? And I'm going to show you how that plays a part. Because when God really wants to do something... You can sample what's on the head and get the same thing that's at the bottom. Boy, am I talking? Is this mic on? Uh. And what I had to learn and understand to kill my frustration as a leader, everybody didn't have my spirit. Oh, you can walk with me. You can talk with me. You can pray with me. But do you have my spirit? Because even though I'm not there, if you're there and you may do it a totally different way, it'll be the same because we have the same spirit. This is how you know when a church is flowing and moving or people are moving in leadership with the same spirit. It talks about it over in the book of Acts that 120 of them were in the upper room off of the instruction of their leader. Jesus told them to go and wait till you be endued with power from on high. If you can't follow instructions, you can't be a good leader. Because in order to be a good leader, you first got to learn how to be a good follower. So understand this. <laughs> Jesus took what was in him. He took himself and he put it on them and in them. Because that's how you're able to flow with the same spirit. It talks about it in John uh, chapter 4. It says that when they were brought before the Sanhedrin, that the council looked at them and said, these men have been with Jesus. They could tell that they had been with Jesus. He said, because these are uneducated and unlearned men. But we see the power that is on their life. Can people recognize what team you play for? <sighs> In Acts 17, when they were looking for Paul and Silas, the Bible says they couldn't find them, but they found Jason, and they brought Jason before the council and said, these are the ones who are turning the world upside down because when the same spirit that Jesus had, he gave it to them, and wherever they went, they wrecked the city. You got to understand what power is residing in you. You got to understand what power you have about you. You got to understand that this is not some wimpy, limp wrist power. He said, I I've given you power to tread on top of scorpions and to tread on top of snakes that this power to lay hands on the sick and watch them get well that I've given you power amen that wherever so you set your foot it shall be blessed I've given you power I didn't die for you to be common I didn't die for you to be normal I didn't die for you to be limp wrist I didn't die for you to be oh woe is me but I've died so that you can have this power that wherever you go you will represent me and this is what we do we represent the kingdom of God oh no more come on we got to get on the right team 
We got to get on the right team. We got to get on the right team. And this is how you know when the Spirit of God is truly moving. Because the same oil that's on the pastor will be the same oil that's on the greeter. The same oil that's on Pastor Lee and the worship team will be the same oil that's on the production team. The same oil that's on the pew member will be the same oil that wherever you go, you'll always have the same oil repeating over and over and over. Because even though we may be separate, there is one Lord, one faith, and one baptism, and we flow as one. So, City of Judah tell you, my vision is simple. Win them. Build them. Send them. Very simple. Win them. Build them. Send them. Very simple. So when you come, Pastor, how come we ain't having fish fries? What does this have to do with winning them? Building them? Oh, this, this is the other side of Pastor Ford that y'all don't get to see. It's, it's the, I told you. Win them. Build them. What does this have to do with it? Uh, Pastor, we need to have this. I'm all for events. I'm all for programs. I'm all for, uh, Pastor, we need to have an usher board anniversary. What in the world does this have to do with winning them, building them, and sending them? Because when you understand the vision, you understand we're moving, and we don't have time for sideshows. Because if not, you'll find yourself being a ringmaster in the circus. Spinning the plates. You'll find yourself an entertainer as opposed to being a sent one, to be an agent for the kingdom of God. You'll find yourself babysitting, putting out brush fires, stopping arguments, being concerned about gossip, nonsense, lies. You'll find yourself, you'll find yourself stressed out. Will, they almost killed me. Literally, the last two times I was here, I didn't even know it. Had fluid on my lungs the last time, the time before that. My blood pressure was over 250. Didn't even know because people were trying to kill me. I told you you're going to get one demon. You're going to get one. And that's all they're going to do is try and provoke. But understand this. When you understand your assignment. Let me tell you something. Pastor Marquez probably don't remember this. I almost burnt down my grandmother's house. Burnt it down with a magnifying glass. I told y'all, let me tell you why. Because I took the glass and I went from burning ants and burning stuff to I, I took the glass and focused it in on the steps. The next thing you know, the steps caught on fire. Fire department had to come, all that other good stuff. There's a reason I'm saying it. Because this, understand this. The light, because it was focused, it was potent and powerful. And able to, whereas if it's scattered, it just creates light, illumination. But if it's focused, it becomes a laser. God says the reason why some people, your lives are not working, the reason the team ain't working, the reason why certain things ain't working, because you're too scattered. 
And if you really want to be a laser and want to be focused, you want to be a laser, you got to learn to focus your life and you'll be able to penetrate darkness and anything the enemy sends your way. You'll be able to cut depression. You'll be able to cut poverty. You'll be able to cut anything the enemy sends your way. But God is saying you're too scattered and I need you to be focused. You want to make an impact in the city? It has nothing to do with numbers. It has to deal with how focused you are. And when you're focused, get ready for God to bring the increase because he said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto. So watch. Watch this. Amen. Confirmation from the baby. The key to being the winning team is number two. You got to be prepared. You have so many people who are not prepared. The backups that I talked about, the 54 backups, they're all prepared. They have their playbooks because when the opportunity presents itself, they don't have time to get ready. But if you stay ready, you won't have to get ready. All right, this is number two. Pastor Forrest, rule number two. And they'll tell you, if I ever call you and ask you to preach, don't tell me no. Don't tell me no. You know why? I, I done preached a six-week series. I done did seven weeks Bible study. I done did prayer. I done did, and you've been sitting back chilling, and you are on my team, and I need you, and you, well, I just ain't have time to get nothing ready. What have you been doing the last two months? I used to like Pastor Ford. He was so sweet. I am. I am still sweet. What have you been doing? You have got to learn to be prepared. Another word for prepared is ready. A lot of times people can't function properly for the team because when their time comes they are not ready one of the greatest examples and illustrations was found in Luke 5 Jesus is walking by he sees Peter he says hey Pete I need your boat because I need a I need a, I need a pulpit and he said go ahead we We've been fishing all night, and we ain't catch nothing. Jesus launches out. He preaches the message. He comes back in. He says to Peter, James, John, launch out into the deep. But the Bible says this, Luke chapter 5, that as Jesus was preaching, they were cleaning and kneading their nets. Oh, y'all missing that. Because you think your downtime is your chill time, but in actuality, your downtime is your prep time. You should be getting ready for what it is that God has called for you to do. You can't get ready if you're trying to be, you can't be ready if you're trying to get ready. So he says, launch out into the deep. 
I don't want to get into that in another sermon another time because you don't fish during the daytime. Jesus told him to launch out and to do something that had not but nevertheless at your word. Oh, another sermon, another time. Uh, because one word can change your whole situation around if you're in the right place at the right time. Don't miss your moment. One word. Preach sermon one time, you're one word away. God didn't bring you here by accident. God didn't bring you here just for you to look at me sweat and spit. God didn't bring you here just because we know that it's what we do at Cool House. God brought you here because he said that you have a moment and you got to be prepared for your moment because when it comes, you can't let it pass you by. So here it is. We talked about the fish. We talked about the great drought because your downtime is your prep time. And God is saying, what well, God, what he's going to do is because you're getting ready. Isn't that what faith is all about? Y'all still with me? This is what faith is all about. You getting ready is what faith is all about. You can't tell me that you have faith and you're not getting ready for what's coming next. Let me tell you something. If you truly have faith, you're going to be getting ready for what's getting ready to come. I need y'all to say this to me. Don't fall asleep yet. Don't take that, 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 that Sunday afternoon nap yet. We all do it. I need you to shout back at your boy. I just need you to shout one word. Next. Come on, say it like you mean it. Next. I always say this. You can't lose your mind for where you are because you're going to need your mind for what's getting ready to come next. You can't. You can't get mad and frustrated about what's happening because God is saying, I got a next for you. And if you get stuck here, you're going to mix what I have for you next. Oh, you can't. You, you don't believe that. I, I'll prove it to you. The Bible says in, 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 in Hebrews 11 and 1, it says, now, now, not tomorrow, not next week, present time, now faith. Is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So when you really getting ready and prepping for what's next, you're going to look crazy. I say crazy. <laughs> Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. You're going to look silly. Because God showed you something, and even though it's not in the natural, he showed it to you in the spirit. But when you're getting ready for what's next, now faith is the substance of things. Substance takes up space. Substance takes up space. So even though it may be something here right now, the substance of it because I've seen it in the spirit, I'm already getting ready. If the room holds a hundred and God shows me three, I'm going to preach. I'm going to minister. I'm going to move like the room is already filled because I'm getting ready for what's coming next. The evidence of things not seen. So when you're really getting ready, even though it may not be here, you start making room for what's getting ready to come. Somebody say, make room for me. Come on, say it like you mean it. Make room for me. 
You got to make room for me. Hey, why, is, why, why, why do I have the urge to hook up a baby room? Because the baby ain't even here. In fact, nobody ain't even here. But if God said it, then that's what you do, even if you look like a fool, so that you're already getting ready for what's getting ready to come next. God says, get ready because this is your faith moment. Because he also says this in James 2, 14 through 26, that faith without works is dead. And if you're not getting ready, for what's coming next, then you might as well throw yourself away because God says if you really saw it and you really see it, you're going to start getting ready for what's getting ready to come next. I'll give you some more. You have to recognize, number three, you have to recognize your moment. Proverbs 29 and 18. The reason why people can't move is they don't recognize their moment. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Can I give it to you in the NIV? It says, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraints. Because what happens is, if I see myself, and, and I love this, I really do, the new thing that they got going on now, they got vision boards and all that stuff. Anybody make a vision board? Hey, man. I got one too. Don't worry about it. So, and the whole thing is this. You put on the vision board your vision. No matter how astronomical it may be. I got a picture of Donald, Aaron Donald for the... The, the Los Angeles Rams. And I said, that's how I'm going to look. I'm working towards it. Picture. New York Times bestseller. Picture. Auditorium. Mentoring program. Picture. 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 And with, you can see it. You can do it because when things come along to distract you and get you off course, if you can see it, it puts you back into the realm and the reins of making sure you're moving towards your vision. Oh, 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 oh. Can, I, can I give you some more? Come on. When it is recognized, you correspond because you know you're getting ready to level up. You're getting ready to level up. You can't stay on the same level. And you have so many people, watch this, they get comfortable on that level. But watch what I'm getting ready to say. There is a, something called a Kronos moment and a Kairos moment. Kronos. Chronological order. January 1st, January 2nd, January 1st. Kairos is an appointment, a set thing that God has given. Kronos. Kairos. Kairos. Kronos. So as I'm moving in a chronological order, the Bible says, in Psalms 37, that the steps of a good man are ordered by God. 
So as I move into my vision, my appointment is already set. So God has something that is set for you. He's already set it in eternity. He set it for you. Nobody else can get it. But guess what? If you don't recognize it, you will miss your moment. And God is saying, this is not the season to sleep on anything because the very thing he's shown you from the time you were a child to the time you are now as an adult, God says, get ready because it's getting ready to come to pass. But you have got to have spiritual eyes to see this thing and understand that you got a set appointment and you can't miss your moment. The steps of a good man are ordered by God. The steps of a good man are ordered by God. Watch this. And he delights in his way. Though he shall fall, God didn't say you had to be perfect. He's willing, he's looking for committed. Oh boy, they missed it right there. Worship team, get ready to come up here. I want to be obedient. For the Lord upholds this hand upon them. The reason why you're going to make it to your appointed moment and your appointed time is because God's hand is on your life and God is saying, I'm not going to let you fall until you reach that place that I have designed for you in your life. And when you get there, you'll understand the only reason you got there is because his hand was holding my hand and God is saying, you're going to make it. Don't miss your appointment because I'm going to be with you. Hear me. You don't get your Kronos moment. There's somebody at the grocery store waiting for you. There are buildings waiting for you. Houses waiting for you. Jobs waiting for you. Blessings waiting for you. Open heavens waiting for you. Open windows waiting for you. And if you don't, here's the thing. Watch this, Pastor. Here's the thing. Elijah had to get up and follow Elijah. You don't get it by sitting down. You got to get up and move and get ready to make this thing happen. God says, get up and step into your blessing because I have something greater for you than where you are now. Somebody just holler at your boy. Level up. Here it is. Four people had a moment. First, first God, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me go, let me go, let me go, let me go kiss my mother and father goodbye. Follow me. First, 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 let me go to this wedding. And first, let me do this. And first, let me do that. Follow me. Okay, I'll follow you, but but first, 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 let me bid my, my mother and father goodbye. Let me let me tell them goodbye. Follow me. Hear me what I'm getting ready to say. You may not like this one. Because the Lord is calling for you to follow. 
He said, follow me and I'll make you. And the reason why some people can't be made is because they refuse to follow. They're given all of their excuses why they can't follow. Oh, I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm too black. I'm too skinny. I'm too white. I'm too, I'm too, I'm too, I'm too, I'm too. You want to you know something I learned passionately about leadership? Anytime people give excuses, it's because they can't handle the weight of glory that's getting ready to come on the house. Anytime you give excuses, it's like giving a 10-year-old the keys to your car. They can't handle it. So the Lord just simply sent them back. But there was one. Notice this, Pastor Rowe. None of their names were mentioned. We got their excuses, but not their name. But Elijah followed Elijah. But I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to make this make sense. Because didn't Elijah say, let me go first home to my mother and father and kiss them? The problem was not so much that he wanted to go and kiss his mother and father goodbye. The problem was the position of their hearts. In Luke, they wanted it both ways. They wanted one foot in, one foot out. I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to do your thing. Elijah said, I'm going to kiss them goodbye. I'm going to break up the oxen. I'm going to, the yoke, I'm going to kill the oxen. Because once I do that, there is nothing to go back to. And the reason why many people can't move and flow as a team is because they keep going back to the very thing that God has called them from. He said, I'm calling you out of darkness into the marvelous light. Watch this. Lot's wife kept looking back. And because she kept looking back, the Bible says she ceased to move. She became a pillar of stone or stone. Or some theologians. The whole, the whole point is she ceased to move forward. And you have people who are stuck. Because they keep looking back. But God is saying on this afternoon, how many of you truly are ready to go forward into your moment? I need you to stand with me all over this house. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise. Come on, if you really know it to be true, come on, give God a hand clap of praise. That'll be okay if that was for Kenny. But this is your moment. This is your moment. This is your moment. There may be hundreds of people around you. There may be 10 people around you. There may be 50 people around you. But God is saying, this is your moment. Don't you dare miss it. There is an anointing in this house. Let me tell you something, a release of his glory. And God is saying, don't you dare miss this moment. They kept going back and forth. And oh, and Jesus said, uh-uh. Anybody 
who applies their hand to the plow and looks back. You may be fit for church, but you ain't fit for the kingdom. Kingdom is different. Kingdom is a heart position. And I hear God saying this loud and clear. Don't you dare self-sabotage and disqualify yourself because of the mistakes that you have made. We're not looking back on today. How many of us are ready to go forward in the name of Jesus? How many of us going forward, amen? We're pressing toward the mark of the prize of the high calling that is found in Jesus Christ alone. We're pressing toward the mark, amen, because he has a destination and a destiny for us. We're pressing toward the very thing that the Lord has for us. Blind Bartimaeus didn't miss his moment. He decided to get up and do something about it. The woman with the issue of blood didn't miss her moment. She decided, amen, if I could just touch the hem of his garment. The man at the pool of Bethesda didn't miss his moment. He said, listen, if I could just, amen, understand everybody has a moment. And if that's you, amen, we're about to go into worship. And the Lord told me to do this. We're going to go into worship because our hearts have to get back in the right position and back in the right place. And if our heart is right, let me help you out. If your heart is right, the Lord said, I ain't concerned about your money. I ain't concerned about, about if your heart is right. Because if I got your heart, I got everything connected to you. I have your time. I have your focus. I have your drive. I have your, I, I have your vision. I have your adoration. I have your thanksgiving. I have your worship. But how many of us are ready to make a move on today? We're going to make a move, amen, and I'm going to turn this mic over. I'm going to let the worship team worship and do what it is that they do. And they're going to allow the Holy Spirit to just wreck us on today. But we want to move on today. We want to move. We want to move. We want to move. We want a corresponding action. That's what faith is. If that's you on today and we're ready, I need you to meet me down here. Amen. And we're going to worship and praise God. It, it may be for two minutes. It may be for 20 minutes. It may be for 30 seconds, however long. But determine on today, I'm ready to make my move. Come on, amen. Meet me down here. Don't worry about who's to the left. Don't worry about who's to the right. Come on, Zach. Come on. Hallelujah. We're moving on today. Come on. We're moving. We're moving. We're moving. Don't miss your moment. 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 My moment is now. I'm making room. 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 I'm making room.
need you to do me one more favor. You who have had this altar, I don't care if you've never done it. It's all right to lift our hands, but the confession of our mouth is going to reposition us. I need you to open up your mouths, amen. We're just going to do it for 30 seconds. Come on, amen. Just open up your mouth and just bless the King of Kings. Come on, hallelujah. Go ahead. Create an atmosphere. Create an atmosphere that breaks the yoke of the enemy. Come on, amen. Come on, 15 more seconds. Come on, just declare my heart is being placed in the right position. Yeah. situation may not even have budged one iota God is saying that your situation may not have changed but you have you have you have changed and when you look at it you're going to see it totally different than you did when you came in here Oh, we're not going back the same way we came. You are not leaving out of here the same way you came. You're leaving out of here with power. You're leaving out of here empowered. You're leaving out of here having had an encounter with the Lord that you can never be the same again. Father, in the name of Jesus right now, each and every single person that has come to this altar, Lord, I feel their faith has been stirred. And Lord, they're just not coming to you, but they have an expectancy. They expect you to be who you are, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We have an expectancy, Lord God, that you're going to be the Alpha and the Omega. We have an expectancy of you, Lord, that you're going to show up in our situations. And Lord, when you show up, you're going to wreck the situation. 
Lord, we ask right now, Lord, for you to move on this altar. Move in this sanctuary. Move upon the hearts of your people. Lord, those of us who have been wayward and battling and going back and forth, Lord, you said on today that, Lord, you're destroying the work and the yoke of the enemy. That there is nothing for us to go back to. But, Lord, we're pressing forward right now in the name of Jesus. We're moving forward, Lord God, into every promise that you have for us. Lord, we won't fall back into old attitudes and old traps and old ways of handling situations. But, Lord, we're moving, Lord God, into, Lord, your word. We're moving into destiny. We're moving into yes and amen. We're moving into blessing. We're moving into miracle. We're moving into promise. We're moving into purpose. We're moving into prosperity. We're moving in the name of Jesus. And if we can see it, Lord, then we can have it. In Jesus' name. Hey, Pastor O here, and I'm so glad you were able to watch this video or tune in to our online experience. I pray that it blessed your life, and if it has in any way, you can help us share this message of God's love with others. You can simply hit the thumbs up button, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, and you can also share it with at least one person on your contact list. Every time you subscribe, every time you share, it gives us that opportunity to spread God's love to a world that needs it. I love you. God bless you. And thank you for watching.